Hi. How are you? Oh. (laughs) I was about to ask you. I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you for asking. So I have I start by asking everybody if they would like to be anonymous. How crazy we get in? (laughs) I don't know. Do you (laughs) think I should be? Today, well, we will get as crazy as you want. So I find that if somebody chooses to stay anonymous, then they usually get a little bit more crazy. If they reveal themselves, they might not get as crazy, but it's up to you. So do you want, because you might want to plug something you're working on, but then you can't be anonymous. So- <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with not being anonymous. It's okay. Okay, so you can go ahead and introduce yourself. So my name is Annalise. Um, I know Sakara via Fairly Dickinson. Whoop, whoop. Yes. <laughs> Our I know. Predominantly never... white institution. Yes. Strange, cra- crazy place. I never finished that fairly. I ended up going to Rutgers and I, I just kept trying school and trying school. And it just, school just didn't end up being for me. I, I don't know if I'll ever go back, but. And that's okay. It is not for everybody. And that was a very strange place. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but I'm at least. We survived I'm... I'm a single mom. We have that in common. I'm a baker. I'm a creative. I'm a writer. I'm a poet. Um, and yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I saw you just put out a video today, right? Doing poetry. Yes, I was. Um, I felt like I was overthinking so much for the past few days, and I'm like, just like talking so much and like trying to like latch on to my friends to help me figure myself out and I'm like you know what I need a way to exert this energy Mm -hmm. so I started dancing a little bit and then I was feeling the beat and then this this line came to me in my head and I was like okay I got it so I I wrote it (laughs) out yeah yeah, it was good it was good so yeah that helped me exert some of that energy so I wrote that and um posted it today yeah yeah the creative process is a beautiful thing but let me just do a little bit of intro Hello, everybody who's listening. Thank you for coming back to another episode of Sakara Why. Today is the sexy season finale. Can you believe it? After five long weeks of May, this will be our final sexy episode of Sakara Why. Um, and we are going to be talking about, well, I don't know if you heard the episode yesterday. Um, I, was I don't just, think I did. I was really just saying um, how... I don't I don't I don't like to use the word privilege because I feel like it's way overused. But Mm -hmm. I was saying how a lot of my freedom to talk about sex is coming from a place of privilege because I, for the most part, have had positive experiences. But Mm -hmm. I was just saying on the podcast yesterday that there are people who have not necessarily had positive experiences. And I just wanted to um, let everyone know um, the importance of talking about those things and whether they talk to me or talk to a friend or find a confidant or so that was yesterday's episode but today we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit just a smidge Mm -hmm. because also in yesterday's episode I talked about when I became aware that my body and my features were like sexual objects because that's not something you just think about when you're a kid Mm -hmm. yeah and I was saying how it wasn't until this guy who was working on a house next door to mine tried to get me to come into his gate he was drunk he tried to get me to come into the gate of the house he was working on and I remember just being like panicked and Mm. running to a neighbor's house and that I think that really helped me to understand between that and um I also talked about when my breasts became fully developed and how the kids in my class started treating me differently 
especially mm. the boys. And that made me very aware, like, okay, this is this is not just my body. Like people yeah. want it, they're lusting after it, and it, it's a it became like an, a responsibility or like a burden. Um mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I was talking about yesterday. But before before we go there, because yesterday was a little, I think it was a little not I don't want to say dark, but it was heavy. The episode was yeah, a little yeah. heavier than normal. Um so I want to ask you, we're going to switch it. What is your favorite or your most positive or uh, pleasurable sexual experience that you can recall? My favorite? Yeah. Like if you had to think of like a really positive or, oh, that was so much fun or that was really good or that was my, that's 10 out of 10. Like what's your most positive sexual memory? Okay. Can I give two? Yeah. Yeah. And they're both very recent. And I feel like the ones from way long ago in context, they were great. But I feel like as I continue, you know, through my my sexual exploration, it seems to get better and better. And the, the ones from the past kind of just pale as much mm-hmm. as they were so great in the past, you know. So these two are both very recent. One of them was the the first time um, I had sex again. And I'm lowering my voice a little bit because my family is in the house. And right. yes. <laughs> They, they love being in my business. Do the, the podcast with my son here, but my son and my little sister are here. So I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one was after um the first time I had sex after being celibate or abstinent, whatever term applies. Uh and I think it was I, I'm trying to remember how long I was celibate for, maybe like six months or so. This is a big deal for me mm-hmm. <laughs> because I had been like from like the time I was 18 or 19, like very sexually active. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I ever went more than a month without having sex. So six months was a big deal for me. And then um, during that six months, I had an experience where I was violated by someone. And this is without me getting too dark because we're going to keep it light. Right, but, right. Um, so yeah, I was violated during that time. But this particular experience, um, this guy, he was just, in every step of the way, he was just asking me to do everything. He was like, is it okay if I touch you? Is it okay if I hug you? Is it okay if I do, th- do this? Is this okay? Wow. Um, and it was that's, that's beautiful. important after coming from a mm-hmm. terrible experience where someone didn't give you the choice for somebody to ask you everything. Yes. And he was aware of it. And I had history with this guy, but um, for it to be my first time and mind you, this was my first time too, after like having this big weight loss. So I felt like uncomfortable in my body a little bit, but he was just so sweet. And um, it was just really pleasurable. Mm -hmm. I I felt, I felt really safe. And I think, but the theme that I've been hearing from the guests that come on is the more you're the more the person that you are having sex with is um, communicate communicating their intentions with you, it just makes the experience so much better. Like the because when someone's holding back or being withholding or you know being off, it, you can't really open up. But to to yeah. talk to you about what he wants to do, it really does help. It re- communication is a big part, I think, of a positive sexual experience. All right, yeah, communication, it kind of, I feel like it opens the door for being comfortable. And I feel like the more comfortable you are, it just can open up so many other doors of pleasure. So that was like, it was like really like a, like a great, it was really redeeming for me after nice. everything. 
Yes. Do you want to hear the other time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Other time was just on some super freak. <laughs> did yes, did everything I liked. And this was my first time with this with this partner. And um I have a certain preference when it comes to my sexual preference. And sometimes um I've tried to express it to a guy and he's like, What's wrong with you? Like, I don't want to do that to you. I, I like, you know. <laughs> It do you can want to share or you don't want to share? Um, I, I, I don't mind sharing because I, I think if there's another person listening to this that feels this way, maybe they'll feel a, a little less, you know, right. And ostracized that's what we're here for, to eliminate stigmas. Absolutely. Um, I like playing, uh, pain with my pleasure and I'm lowering my voice again, but, um, <laughs> and that, that's not uncommon. That's not uncommon. It felt like such an oddity for me because it wasn't something that I was ever into. Um, and I kind of tried to theorize of why this became something I was into. But after I um, dealt with my son's dad, that that ended up turning into an abusive relationship and it's why it didn't work out. But mm -hmm. after that is when I really became into the power play in the bedroom and mm -hmm. um, submission and like being roughed up and and all those type of things so um this guy he just did everything I liked and I didn't ask him to and he kind of just rolled the dice and just started wilding and I was into it <laughs> okay <laughs> 10 out of 10 best of my life so good just like the slapping and the choking and the all all the freaky shit I like girl was, I was just on I wish you could see my face bruh. <laughs> yes. Fabulous, yes. fabulous, and bro, I'm I'm not gonna get too much into it because I'm I, this is a guy that I've been seeing, but this man is out of control. <laughs> I wish, I wish. <laughs> Should I just say it? Because he did some freak shit. <laughs> Sakara, <laughs> this man. All right, he starts eating me out. Right, he's chewing gum. Oh. So you're getting so okay, okay. I'm getting the minty sensation. You know oh. this man. He spit his gum out and let it sit on my clit, Sakara. And he oh. just looked at it and then went and got it back. It was weird, it was kinky, but I was into it. I was into it. <laughs> Bro, this man, <laughs> this man is out of control. And I'm not I'm not gonna say where he's from because if my friends hear this, they're gonna know who I'm talking about. <laughs> So he's the real MVP. Okay. I got it. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't, don't make it too vanilla. Like try different things. Try different Weird things. Shit. You never know. And then if it doesn't go well, you can say like, I ain't, I didn't really like that. Like, but you have to be that comfortable. If you're going to allow somebody to physically be inside of your body, you have to be comfortable enough to say like, I didn't like when you did this, but I loved when you did this. Yeah, yeah. I listened to one of your shows. I can't remember which one, but the girl was talking about how her man, her long-term partner had peed on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> girl, this man tried to pee on me. He was like, let me show you something. He started peeing. I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, um, no, I'm not but into that's it. A, right. But now he knows. Now he knows like, okay, gum, yes, pee, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, was, I, I don't know what men get off of this whole peeing on people thing. Right. I find it very... Everybody Very strange own thing. Like, and so, so I have read that a lot of sexual fetish comes 
from like deep rooted trauma and it's your mm-hmm. way of turn making it a pleasurable experience for you mm-hmm. um so th- hey that could be I don't know I don't know maybe they were bedwetters I don't know I'm not mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a counselor no um, idea so okay so we are both um single parents do men try to approach you or talk to you when you're with your son no really? I don't think ever have you all the time sometimes they really? use them as like an end like oh how you doing little man this your mom like are you serious where oh, you live at though you live in nork no i live in montclair oh, oh i was gonna say because these nork men move different <laughs> <laughs> men from north move different to car you know that <laughs> i live in essex county <laughs> okay. essex county moves different okay <laughs> But no, not not once. I feel like that is like the biggest, like the hardest part um, for me about dating because I'm always either like on my way to work or on my way home from work or with my son. Every time, just the other day, and my son is hilarious. So just the other day, I'm I'm at the red light. It's these guys sitting on the corner outside of this liquor store that's not far from my house. And mm-hmm. um. This one guy, it was really cute. He was like kissing his hand a bunch of times and then he lifted his hands up in the air and threw fake kisses. And he's like, hilarious. all of those are for you or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you're cute. You're cheesy. So then that is um, he comes over to the car. He's like, oh, I don't see any ring on him. I just at the red light. Kayan's in the back. He's like, how you doing back there, sir? No disrespect. Da-da-da. Talking to Kayan, the seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, no disrespect. So cute. <laughs> so the light changes. You know, I drive off and then um, my son goes, um, mommy, you know, you say you say you want a boyfriend or you say you want a man. Why don't you just accept one? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) why don't you just take one of the ones that try to talk to you? But all the time when he's around. What you waiting for? Huh? What are you waiting for? You know what? Until he put it into perspective for me like that. I didn't even realize how many people I had turned, I've been turning away, but I think yeah. him seeing me like it's com- for him. It's a, it's conflicting. I'm saying, you know, I would like to get married, but he's seeing men approach me and me not taking the bait. Yeah. I, feel, I feel uncomfortable when men try to talk to me with him around. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that. it's disrespectful. I don't, and it sounds weird, but I, I also don't want him going back and telling his father because it's, mommy met this guy and she was talking to him and mommy met this guy and yeah and then another guy and then because he loves putting me on blast when his dad is around like and Mm. then he was on the phone with this guy like oh my oh my goodness (laughs) annoying these kids are annoying very annoying oh my god do you find it hard to schedule intercourse because of your son like being a single mom is it hard to find a balance between like you know getting yours when you want to get yours and um and um, for me it has seemed easier for me to get mine than to be dating because that can be oh, you okay, know true. okay you know what I mean because um because that's quick I, out and then we gone exactly I have a pretty set routine so um When I am in those moments where I'm like just on the prowl, I'm like, okay, this is my time. I'm free on this time and I'm free on this day. What you trying to do? Mm -hmm. And it's 
It's as simple as that. Um, anytime my schedule has gotten tight, honestly, it's always a late night rendezvous. My baby's asleep and I step out real quick in the car, get my little action on and, and come back in the house, shower oh, up. You got it down to a science. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. You better than me. Because I be getting centered and everything. Like, I need somebody to watch my baby. <laughs> I have come to just enjoy sex for what it is. Like, no frills. I don't need... Mm. Like if I'm if I'm in that mood, I don't need the bed and the the candles and the romance. Right. And and like I said, I was listening to the podcast too, where you you were speaking about a little bit about um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like wanting an emotional connection and and feeling like you know the person. Right. Um, when you're dealing with them, for me, I've I've been able to find a space where I can enjoy sex without that. Um. I don't so, know if that's something I need to learn or if it's something I don't need to learn. I know that everybody is different and I don't yeah. have to do what other people do, but I've never mm-hmm. even tried it. Like, that's not even something I've ever even tried. Yeah, I mean, they say don't knock it till you try it. Um, I had a lot of, like, sexual relations casual ones and and this is like for a whole nother reason that I ended up discovering but the point is is that I had a bunch of them without them being pleasurable for me and it was just something that I would do because of like I said this whole deeper reason that I ended up learning about myself but um for a while I was just fucking around and I wasn't even getting off the car it wasn't even enjoyable for me oh no that I can't do which is a mess yes a hot mess these days I've you know, I've learned my body enough and I've learned a confidence to communicate. Um, like, I'm not afraid to communicate exactly what I want, how I want it. And um, I find for the most part, men are very much down to like pleasure you, pleasure mm-hmm. you the way they want, you know, they want to. And I feel like men take pride in um, pleasuring you the way you want to. Most men that I've come across. Right, so. right. So it has not been hard for me to meet someone casually. The attraction is there and it's like, I think I want to hook up. You want to? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm available at this time. Um, and that's how it goes. That is some thug life boss. <laughs> thug life? <laughs> that is some, that is it might be because life. I don't have friends. Like, and I have, you know, I have friends close to me. Um, I don't have any friends that has that has that type of uh, relationship to their their sexual life. All my other friends are more reserved than I am. Okay. Well, yeah, because you out here like a whole thug. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody right. is bound yeah. about it. I'm going to look. Catch me next year. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to come out of my show. <laughs> who, who, I, who knows? I don't know. I, I, Maybe I, I, I try don't and I like it. If I try it, I don't like it. I won't do it again. All right. So yeah. I want to ask you, since you are, like you said, you're not as reserved. And I think when it comes to um, my view of like sex and talking about sex and your body and talking about your body it's different mm-hmm. from how my parents were and especially mm-hmm. because my dad's family they're from the south so they're very conservative I would if my grandmothers were still alive I would probably be disowned by at this point <laughs> <laughs> for having a child and not being married to the dad for continuously talking about sex <laughs> and that yeah yes. <laughs> right. and it's like yeah. no this girl is just a charlatan she just you strayed too far yeah so what i mean you have a a son i have a son what will be your philosophy to introducing him to like sex like how will you prevent him Uh, from being 
um I don't want to say a fuck boy but why are you doing this I don't uh, uh, my <laughs> son doesn't know sex he will never the the men that we hate outside the men that are gawking at our bodies the men that are not communicating with their partners the men that are not comfortable with their own body yeah. like how do we stop that how do we stop that cycle hmm. right now um like the things I value as a parent, I think that maybe like the precursor to those type of conversations um, is just uh, respect, listening, and consent. Mm-hmm. Um, so even because um, even when I was younger, I had adults touching my body without my consent, and mm-hmm. there was adults, other adults around that didn't say anything about it. And me as a child, if my parents are not saying anything about it then why would I be concerned about it you know what I mean right this is something that just happens so with D'Angelo even though he's uh, small even before I touch him because sometimes I like to rub his little booty you know not on nothing wild but he's got a cute (laughs) booty you know what I mean I know you know so I always ask him even this morning I was like can I rub your butt and he says okay Or, um, you know, just little things like that. Or right. even when somebody's pressing him like about, oh, can I get a hug or, oh, say hi to me or whatever. I said, do you want to? You don't have to. You, you don't have to hug them if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like as a child, so much is out of your control. Right. Which is normal and appropriate. But there are things that he should be able to take ownership. And his body uh, is one of those things. His body is one of those things. So even uh, even little things like when I'm taking him a bath or something, I, I let him know when I'm going to wash his area there and this and that. And this is something I try to practice uh, with him now. Mm-hmm. With the actual uh, sex talk, Jesus, and, and all of that. And let me I tell mean, you, we, we're going to have our work cut out for us because mm, with mm. the social media and the internet and the way that these kids, I mean... Kids, this 12-year-old girls out here with a full weave, eyelashes, face beat to the gods, cleavage, and a mini skirt. And I'm just like, wait, I'm sorry, what, you're 12? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's a look, their little boys are gonna be looking at it and they're gonna be like, that's nice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Kayan's talking about crushes and it's Jesus. girls in his class, like, oh, Kayan's so killed, and you know what I'm saying? So Jesus. <laughs> stressing me out just thinking about it, honestly. <laughs> I, um, girl, my, my son is five. He's, he's, I, I don't think, <laughs> what, what, what have you been saying to your son? Cause I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'm not even like halfway. He's still a, people still get on me that I still call him a baby and, and, oh, and a toddler. Cause he's, he is my baby. <laughs> That's well, even life. with the, the term toddler, he's not a toddler no, anymore. He's not like, a toddler. please, you, you just do the car, don't rush anymore. me. Don't rush me. I'm tired of y'all. Okay. I'm gonna have to just rip this band-aid right off you. He is not a he's not a toddler. I <laughs> have like 55 band-aid rips, okay? It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I need y'all to relax. He's still a Let baby. Let me pull out a waxing strip then. He's not a toddler. He's definitely. A big boy now. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Uh, what What do you tell your son, please? Um. So for me, with Kayan, I really focus on how he respects other people's space 
and their mm-hmm. boundaries. Because like what you said is true, you might not be giving them a full-on birds and the bees sex yeah. talk yet. But I can at least teach him concepts that would transfer over easily mm-hmm. when that time comes. So I can teach him boundaries or mm-hmm. personal space. Right now, yes. I know you want to play with whoever, but right now that person wants their personal space. So I mm-hmm. think once, once somebody understands, like, I don't have access to another person all the time, it becomes mm-hmm. easier to, as they grow and they start to understand the world more, to say, like, oh, I can't touch her there because she said she doesn't want me to. Mm-hmm. Or, I can't be at her house right now because she said I can't. You know, I'm trying to make sure he's not out here stalking no girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all in their face and not listening. Like, it's really important. I tell him the best way to learn is to listen. It's something that I say to him all the time. Mm. So if someone is telling you that's not what they want. And then also, um, I try to make him very aware of how people are reacting to him. So if you touch somebody and they pull back, they're unhappy with what, what you have done. They might not have said that, but they're trying mm-hmm. to communicate to you that they're unhappy with the way that you're treating them. Um, yeah, so that's that's just kind of what I I try to make him aware of boundaries and that everybody deserves, just like he wants his own personal space, everybody wants that. And of yeah. course, you know, the basic stuff, like nobody is supposed to touch you in your private spaces. You know, we, mm-hmm. we talked about that. And um and if they do, I, I want to make sure that he's comfortable talking to me. Um, yeah. And just try to leave that door open so that he feels comfortable to talk to me. Um, if anything happens, you know. So that's, I mean, that's that's my approach. It's it's tough being a mom. Like. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 been bringing up the whole private spaces for D'Angelo, but with the private, like the whole private thing, the fact that it's private, comes the like what what makes this private because my son right, acts right t- so it's a hard and I've told him this is my private space da 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 don't touch me there please da 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 but and then it then it bridges into this conversation of why it's private and he right. asks me about the different wee wees and it's right oh god like when it gets friend, like that, I call my sister and I'm like Jesus just help me please I don't I don't know what to tell him he asks too many questions my friend said she went into a stall with her son. He's much younger, three or four. They were in the same bathroom stall. And um, and he blurted out in the stall something crazy like, um, what happened to your penis? Or something like that. Like something crazy. Like your, your penis is missing or something. Yeah. My, my son has asked me. I had to stop taking showers with him because that one day, I don't know why this one day, he uh he came to the realization that my area down there looked different from his, and right, he was like, like what's the, "What is wrong?" So. Basically, he was like, "He was like, mom, mom, what's that?" I was like, "What's what?" And he points to it. I'm like, "That's my wee wee." He said, "That's your wee wee." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, boy, <laughs> yeah." He said, "He," I was like, "Yeah," and then and then one day, another day, he comes to me. And he says, "Mom, I know you have a hole on your different wee wee to go pee." <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, help me. Yes, yes. Like, you, you've uncovered the mystery. Yes, I have a hole on my different <laughs> Mine has a hole. And it's tough. And then also, Kayan um, <sighs> Ky- is so in my space all the time that he's being more exposed to, like, my period than he was in the past. Uh, but embarrassing. Like, <laughs> embarrassing. I know. 
I'm going to tell you a very embarrassing story. So <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm telling this. Tell it. So I was in the bathtub. I was on my period. I was in the, yeah, I was definitely sitting in the, a hot tub. Mm-hmm. And um, he had to use the bathroom. So I said, come on. So I closed the shower curtain. He comes in and he's using the bathroom. And then he's leaving out the bathroom and I mm-hmm. peek out the shower curtain. I'm like, what is that on your arm? My pad is stuck to his arm. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, yeah, I hope it wasn't move. a dirty pad. Yes, it was. Oh, God. I guess he had to move my clothes off. Mm. You know how you just throw your clothes on the toilet? Yeah. I had to move them so that he could use mm. the bathroom. And somehow it attached. Mm. I was like, boy. What did he say when he saw it? <laughs> but he calls it the PAD. He's like, not the PAD. <laughs> Because we do have like I feel like a responsibility as women to teach our sons the proper way or to not be grossed out. These things are yeah. natural, um, yeah. and it teach them respect. And I, that felt really fast, but I can't believe it. We are already at the end of our yeah. show. Yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> I did. I did. It's nice talking to another um, another mommy because, like I said, most of my yes. friends, none of my close friends have kids yet, so. Elsie, they playing, but you can always we can they always talk sons and parenting because we need to build community because these yeah. kids they they will age us prematurely if we don't have support. We definitely need yeah. each other's support. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you everyone who is listening. Make sure that you come back next week. We'll be into a new month and the topic won't be sex anymore. It will be money, but I think that this was the perfect season finale. Um, yeah. season. thank you so much for being open with us and sharing your truth and your experiences and thank you i'm just so happy yeah no problem it's, it was an honor to be um to be on the finale yeah <laughs> you you a star out here sis yeah congratulations <laughs> thank you thank you all right i'll talk to you later all right have a good one you too bye bye